Hey y'all, welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap and review romance novels while giggling, snorting, and generally friendshipping in front of you. This week, we're actually going to jump right in and finish up our discussion of The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. I hope you read it. Yeah. Hi, Erin. Hello, Melody. <laughs> so I just came right from putting Ember down for a nap. Uh-huh. And it made me think about that time that you mole-shamed oh, no. no. everyone. Did in... I mole-shamed? Mm-hmm. I think in, no. like, no. what was it? No. That was What episode was that? No. <laughs> no, you were I like... I know exactly what episode it was. It's not like was. It was the she had game. some big scary mole on her face or anything. I'm not saying people with big moles on their face don't okay. deserve love or aren't attractive. I'm just saying it's a, it's a higher hurdle than being thin. <laughs> Fair. What I'm saying is she was so upset that she was small as if, that, as if she'd never get a man because she was small. And I'm like, you're acting like it's a mole. Mm, it's indeed, not. indeed. Well, let me tell you a little story about nap time, shall I? <laughs> okay. Ember was reclined on me like he had his, he had his little tummy against my tummy and it was all cute. And then he put his hand up to cup my cheek like the sweetest little cherub that ever happened. And uh, he felt the slightly, uh, the slightly, what's the right word? Dome-shaped. skin. Raised skin that is a mole on my cheek. And he pops up off my shoulder and he touches it and he goes, Mama Nipple. (laughs) 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 And I was like, so then we had a whole talk about the difference between nipples and moles and where nipples are, and how moles can be anywhere on your body, and, you know, the whole thing. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. Mama nipple. Well, I think having a nipple on your face would also be a hurdle, but surmountable. I'm sure there would be a man out there for you if you had a, or a woman out there for you if you had a nipple on your face. I feel like I didn't mole shame. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I was just kidding. <laughs> because as soon as we got done with this episode, you guys, Melody was like, okay, in recording, I have fifty moles. No, How dare I sent you, you text and I have messages. eleven on my face. Yeah, <laughs> that was like <laughs> immediately. She's like, "How dare you?" <laughs> I was like, "I did it." I'm sorry, <laughs> I am a moly person. I am of the moly tribe. It's true. I don't even know that you were like, "I have eleven moles on my face," or however many moles you have on your face. And I was like, "I didn't even know that." Some could be deemed freckles. You know, some yeah. could. Some are just little cute things. Other ones, though, feel like nipples when you touch them, apparently. And you're a toddler. (laughs) I can't wait to see you next. I know, right? I also have a mole in my left eyebrow. It's in there. Inside there? In it. That's nice. That's cool. Weird. I realized today that while I've told the the friendship cult about Mm -hmm. my dog, Goat, some developments with Goat, I haven't actually told the podcast. So (gasps) Tell us everything. You already know this. The cult already knows this. But I thought that you guys might want to hear. We got Goat in March. And she was very disobedient dog. So here's the thing with Goat. Is that her family had her for six years, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Even though she seems younger than six. So I don't know if that's right. But this is just what the shelter told us. 
So the family had her for a period of time from puppy till now, and then they got a new puppy and she didn't get along with the new puppy. So they got rid of goat, which is horrifying, bullshit, horrible people. (laughs) And her name when like at the shelter, when they dropped her off was LaBella, which I was like, that's a stupid name. Like that's up there with some of the worst names I've ever heard from a dog, (laughs) which is up there with Rooster's original name. Did I ever tell you this? No. You know what Rooster's shelter name was? No. They dropped her off. Well, she was saved from the streets, so I think this is just the name this, the shelter gave her. Fine. Madison with a Y. <gasps> yeah, what? Like M-A-D-Y-S-O-N. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's like the name of a kid I don't like, let alone a dog. I'm sorry if your name is Madison with a Y, <laughs> listener. I doubt it is, but just in case, I am sorry. I don't care for your name. Yeah, that's anyway, like so naming, naming a naming a kid Clayton with a K or something dumb. Here's the thing: if you're gonna name your kid Clayton with a K, that's fine. When he shows up in kindergarten, he'll have like a funky letter. But dogs can't fucking spell. Like, yeah. why change the spelling from the phonetic <laughs> of the thing? That's dumb. Anyway, so Labella, get her home. We're like your goat now. And she doesn't respond to any commands whatsoever. And we're like, this is so weird. You were in with a family for six years. You're spayed. Yeah. They clearly took care of you. You should know sit by now. And then we were messing around with her one day and we just threw out a couple Spanish words as a joke. Ah. And she is a Spanish speaking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's my most favorite thing in the world. You have a bilingual household now. Yes. It's the best. <laughs> so anyway, I thought I'd share that about Goatster. Who, I love that. It's wonderful because we have to tell Rooster, like, get down. And then we have to turn to Goat and be like, abajo. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, wonderful. And I'm so glad that you and David speak Spanish because otherwise everybody would be confused. <laughs> she would just well, never least- listen to you again. We, we speak enough that we can tell the dog what to do, which is only like, you know, five words. Fair enough. So that's what's new with me. Very cool. The other thing is <laughs> her name that she had, like LaBella, it was probably LaBella, like a little girl had named her, oh, like yeah. the beautiful one. And that makes a lot more sense. But it I does. still hate that family, whoever they are, because yeah, they're, they're bad at dog ownership. People. It made me feel like there's maybe a little girl, though, named her. And yeah. maybe she misses her. That makes me very sad. But nope. I don't know. The parents are dicks. Well, it's not the little girl's fault. The parents, parents are dicks, and everybody prioritized that new shiny puppy over goat, so oh, they can go oh, fuck goat's themselves. so wonderful. It's so <laughs> yeah. awful. Anyway. All right. Should we get into the majesty that is part two? Part of two kiss quotient. <laughs> I think we should. All right. Where did we leave off? Were we at the club? Oh, don't worry. No. When we left off, she had just given him her alternate proposal. Will you be my test boyfriend? Will you be ah, my educational boyfriend for yes. a month or three or six? I'll pay you $50,000 a month. And he yes. said... Oh, Can I, I think it was fifty thousand a month. I thought a it was month. just fifty thousand flat. No, man. God, this bitch is so rich. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, uh, I for I think we forgot to say that in the conversation after they were leaving the club, like he told her about the blonde woman who was smooching. I don't think we talked about that. Oh, where he said that she was an older client and that she had bought him the Lamborghini that he drives, the BMW. Oh. 
I thought it was, oh no, yeah, 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 it's a BMW because yeah, yeah, yeah. they thought, they talk about like if she bought him a Lamborghini, what would he do and uh-huh. that kind of thing. So she bought him a car, which he still drives, and she's like an older client, and she mm-hmm. was like the clinger that made him not want to have repeat clients more ever than, again. yeah, more than one night with a client ever again. Yeah. And I don't know if we said that in the last podcast, and it's, it's very, very so. important. It yeah. is very important. Okay. So when we next talk to Michael, he is having some boxing therapy in his apartment. He has mm. hung himself in illicit uh, boxing bag. No? A- Wait, why illicit? <laughs> Apparently, it's against the... You can't oh, screw shit into that. the ceiling. No. Fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is it called a boxing bag? A punching bag. Punching bag. I'm so good at sports. So... <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and then Quan walks in just as he pleases and gets into his fridge because he's the best best friend ever. I'm telling you, uh-huh. the sign of a best friend is, can I walk into your house and immediately go to the fridge? If so, we're close. I'm so <laughs> happy that you live so far away from my refrigerator. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it would be constant. Yeah. Same for me to your refrigerator, but like yeah. you always have like healthy, ugh, you know, coconut flakes and Oy, I have cocoa powder, things. almonds. <laughs> no, your barometer for unhealthy is not is not the same. We just talked about my sweet tarts, sir. Those are full of sugar and dye. <laughs> sure, but you hide them. Yes. Yes, I do. If I open your fridge, <laughs> no, it would be all vegetables and you'd be like, oh, are you craving something sweet? Here's 100% cocoa powder that you could dust on this banana. That's bullshit. True. Bullshit, Melody. <laughs> you you became not a vegetarian when you got pregnant with Ember, which was yeah. after the last time I saw you. Yep. So maybe your fridge has evolved into being a better fridge. I mean, there's meat I in there now. I saw you. Yeah, meat. Maybe like a cookie. Is there a cookie? I made banana bread yesterday, but no, it's with whole wheat flour and oh, honey. <laughs> They're Ugh. really good. They're I'm sure it's really good. good. I'm sure it's really good. You know what? Next time you're here, I'm just going to show you where all of my illicit snacks are hidden. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. So just in case you need some, I'll show you my junk food drawer. It's okay. not a drawer. It may not be a drawer. It may or may not be a drawer, everyone. Nobody a knows. A junk food drawer? Nope. Nope. Oh, junk sorry. food spot. I have no, junk I have, food just no, pantry. The whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you worried that the HBs are going to come to your house and like raid Maybe. your junk food? Yeah, they'll look through all of my drawers. Okay. If they haven't found Tonku yet, I think you're safe. <laughs> I feel enough. like if Tonku is safe, you're safe because he is remarkably easy to find, oh, it turns out. Yep. So, no worries. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, Quan comes over and um, Micah's a little bit. Uh, annoyed, but he's like, yes, you're my best friend. Okay, cool. And then Quan asks him if he thinks that Stella is maybe a little bit like Kai, like if they remind them of each other. And Michael's mm-hmm. like, huh, maybe a little bit, but mm, not really. And then mm-hmm. keeps moving with his day. <laughs> yeah, Because she had made Quan promise yes. not to tell Michael that she's autistic. So Quan's yeah. kind of trying to without breaking that promise to her, mm-hmm. which is very sweet. It is really sweet. And then he's like, dude, she really likes you. Like, she wanted you Mm -hmm. to think well of her because she really likes you. And Mike was like, Mm -hmm. in no universe would an amazing lady like Stella like me like that. So, (laughs) blah. 
Okay, and then I guess we jump to next Friday, right? I think so. So all week, they're supposed to talk to each other. But then the chapter opens up and... Oh, no, I guess it's just like Stella's perspective opens up. And it's she wakes up to a call from her housekeeper on Friday asking her for the day off and telling her that she needs to take her own dry cleaning in because she won't be able to right. do it. Which is very stressful for Stella. Yeah, yeah. It's Honestly, a bunch I feel of... like that's pretty stressful for anyone. Just in I've general. i to find a dry cleaner and like get there before work. Like yeah. This is very framed in a like... Her her autism made this extremely stressful, which I'm sure it does. Which I'm but sure. I feel like anybody with or without autism would be like, oh shit, like I yeah. gotta find my own dry cleaner this morning and not then get to, to work. Yeah, not to mention that like build it into my morning with mm-hmm. not that much. Like if it was the night before, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll wake up 30 minutes earlier to get mm-hmm. my ass to a dry cleaner. Yeah. But the morning of, no, I would be freaking out. Yeah. So she does what everyone would do, gets on Yelp. Yelps it up. <laughs> triangulates the the map of where (laughs) all the dry cleaners are and then chooses the one with the best ratings it's a little bit Mm -hmm. out of her way but she doesn't mind yep so she gets there and goes to walk in she meets this adorable little asian grandmother with like handkerchief over her head and she's trying to do the what do you call them with the shears yeah she's trying to chop off a branch of the tree yeah she's doing a branch and then Stella walks up and she just straight up hands her the gardening shears. Like, you do this like, for you me. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> you cut. She's like pointing to the branch and like pointing to Stella. And she's like, okay, I guess. Yeah. And like, so she cuts that branch down for her. Oh, and then favorite, she goes to step closer to the tree and, and the grandmother's like, whoa, 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 slow your roll here. Because she's about to step into a little urban herb garden that she's planted Ooh. right in front of the, the store. Uh-huh. It's so good. So then she goes inside and stops dead because someone is fitting a woman for a hem. Uh-huh. And his voice sounds really familiar and he looks really familiar. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, it's Michael. It's Michael. He Michael does alterations for his here. job. Oh, yep. shit. And he she's is like, a tailor. oh, shit. Oh, shit. He is going to think that I tracked him down and yeah. I'm following him and that I'm obsessed with him, which is true. But the first two things aren't true. Oh and what am I going to do? What? So she just Wait. freaks out. My favorite thing about her freak out is when she's like, this looks really bad. Stalker bad. Not fair. Not fair. She's only just realized she was obsessed with him today. She hadn't had time to stalk him like a fanatic. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I totally would. Like, that That tracks for me. However. I, this is not. Oh. Yeah. So he sees her and he's like really taken aback. And so she just goes to book it out of there. Right. And he stops her and he's like, hey, what's going on? She's like, I wasn't stalking you. I'm really sorry. I know it looks like that. And he goes, actually, it. It sort of looks like you needed some dry cleaning done. Yeah, you have a bag full of clothes, <laughs> which makes me think that this is a happenstance. Right. Which, if you're a good stalker, you bring a bag of you clothes. You bring a bag of clothes. But Michael just, he, he trusts her. He knows. He, he loves knows. her. He so knows it's her It's hard soul. for him to think that she's a stalker. Yeah. If she stalked him, he would like it. He would. And so they chat, and then he kisses her across the counter. Mm, yeah. <sighs> she, like, Swim. pulls out her laundry, and then there's something still inside, and she, like, kind of shakes it, and it's the blue dress they Ooh. wore. In front of the gelato teenagers. The gelato teenagers. <laughs> Ugh. And it says, as he upended it, the bag, 
The blue dress tumbled out. His eyes lifted to hers and smoldered. Stella gripped the counter as ice cream memories flickered through her head. Chilled silken lips, mint chocolate chip, the taste of his mouth unhurried kisses in a room full of people like damn Stella oh girl get it yep so his mom sees her there like it's a Mm -hmm. whole thing and then he decides on a whim to accept her proposal and like yes be her fake boyfriend right but when he's smooching her he's like the proposal includes no sex and she's like oh yeah that's right and he says And this is so that you can be sure that the next man to kiss you or touch you only does it because he wants to. Uh, And she's like, yes. And that's when he goes into smoocher. Uh huh. Good God, Michael. You are just the smoothest, sweetest. Uh uh. uh. And also, what a dummy is Stella. Like, because she's like, oh, he doesn't like me. I'm just paying him to like me. And it's like, duh. He just said he wants to smooch you. But she thinks that's part of his, you know. His Mm -hmm. whole act, which, you know, fine. I get it. And then his mom invites her to dinner because she's like, huh, seemingly respectable girl that Michael is kissing. Smooching. She should should meet the family. Invites her to dinner and Stella's like, oh, I don't know. And goes out to her car and he's like, so do you want to come to dinner with my family? And she's like, is that okay with you? And he's like, well, will you be good to them? And she says, yes, of course. Ugh. Ugh. I know. Will you oh, be good to that? Guys, I can't. My whole so chest many hurts every time strings. I think about it, and I can't. I know. I, I know. can't. And I won't. Ugh. Okay. All and right, so she's on. like, We're yeah, I'm coming to, to dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she comes to dinner. Oh, no. Then he, he goes in and talks to his mom, and she's like, that girl seems really, really good, and it seems like you know, she's actually good enough for you. And he's like, har har, mm-hmm. mom. Turns out I'm not good enough for her. So that's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what he, thinks. he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stella comes to the house. She has Googled everything. And she's like, you must bring gifts. So she brings flowers. She brings yes. chocolates. She's intent on making this amazing. She's specifically trying to figure out with like a Vietnamese family yeah. what is the appropriate gift to bring. And she mm-hmm. can't figure anything out. So she brings flowers and chocolates. Yeah. Which I think is a good call, just in general. Yeah. So um, then the universe just plots against her, oh really. Oh, my God. It's, it's just, I can't even think about it. It's I know. so horrible. One sister is playing on a discordant piano. And so Stella, we, we talked about, has a piano. She could play before she could talk. And she also is very... She does really well, and her family is wealthy, so she's never thought about getting a piano tuned. It's just something that a professional does. Right. So she's like, somebody should tune that piano, and everybody's like sort of dancing around it. Because his dad used to tune the piano. Yeah. And so that brings up a whole thing for the family, and she's like, you should have it tuned. And somebody says, you know, Michael's dad or our dad used used to to tune it. And she's like, okay, then okay, he needs to do that. Where is he then? Because can he do yeah. that like can now? Can do it now? Because <laughs> I can't, my brain can't work. And then the grandmother is watching Playing a really some loud kind of, TV uh, show. Chinese opera. No. Yeah, oh, God. No, Chinese worse. opera. I know. Yeah. Uh, some people are into it, but just imagine it's you an have a sensitivity taste. to sound. Yeah. And somebody is screaming Chinese opera <laughs> in the other room because she keeps. Ooh. Two of the his two sisters are fighting because one stole the other one's boyfriend. He has a bunch of sisters. He has a metric two of them are fighting. Them. 
And so because they're fighting and because the piano's on, the grandmother keeps turning up the opera and Stella's just not. And Stella's trying so hard. Yeah. But she accidentally keeps on touching upon everything that's sensitive. So um, his mom then goes to microwave some noodles, but she does it in a plastic bowl. And Stella's like, BPA. And that's not safe. And you're poisoning everyone. And you can't put that in the microwave. And like, now I can't eat your food because I watched you poison it in the microwave. Oh, God. And it's just so so, incredibly rude. It made my skin crawl. But like, Stella can't help it. And it's just like, oh, because you can't eat food with like, I get it. I get it. But, you know, but no, but like one time is okay, Stella. But no, she she can't, can't, you know. You, you try just, to suck it up, but she can't in this moment suck it up. No. And it's just, it's And then she keeps awful. on asking about where his dad is. And then she's like, well, you wait, what do you mean you don't know where he is? Like, what if he's hurt? What if he's not yeah. okay? They say something like he's missing. And then she's yeah. like, he's missing. Right. Somebody needs to do something about this. And it's, oh God, all the sisters are giving her like the worst side eye. It's, it's just terrible and of course she's not picking up on any of that because she's just very focused and her brain is on fire because of all of the noise and craziness so finally the mom just gets up and she's like well i'm gonna go lay down because nobody will eat my food and i can't stop thinking about your dad she's crying she's crying and stella isn't sure what she did wrong but she knows that it's all her fault yeah she can't figure out well she says Seven sets of eyes accused her. This is after the mom runs out crying. Seven sets of eyes accused her. It was worse than all the noise from before. Far, far worse. She had made Michael's mom cry. Stella's face flamed with embarrassment and guilt, and she jumped into her feet. I'm so sorry. I need to go. And then she just runs out. Poor thing. Oof. And Michael doesn't know what to do because he wants to follow her. But his mom is also crying upstairs. And he's so also he been watching to... this very slow train wreck, having no idea why it's happening or how to stop it. Yeah. And normally and he's so good. I think so he's good. a little pissed at Stella, too. Yeah, even of course. Even though he's forgiving. Um, I think, yeah, it's pretty rough. So he goes to comfort his mom. He doesn't yeah. go follow Stella. That's right. Which is the correct response, That is the correct course of action. And his so mother. Then, oh, so then his mom so has a whole sweet. breakdown. Because she's like, what if your dad is sick or injured? And he's like, we can't care about that. He fucked all of us over. But then isn't this where she looks at him and she's like, if you love her, we'll learn to love her too. Yes. He says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to, you know, about the thing she said about tonight. And she said, there's no need to be sorry. If you love her, we'll learn to love her too. And at the mention of the word sweat broke out over his brow. I don't, he said. Mm-hmm. That made his actions worse, didn't it? His mom waved his protest away. Bring her back another day. May, which is what she calls herself. It's her name, but she refers to herself in the third person. Unless that's a word for mom. That's the word for mom, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So, meh, like M-E-H. Yeah, there's Bring a Bring her back in another day. Yeah. May will microwave the plastic when she's here. And he <laughs> and says, like, you really shouldn't microwave it mm-hmm. anytime. <laughs> God, it's so good. He goes boxing again next? No, Stella oh. can't sleep. Well, yes, oh, yes, yes. But yeah, Stella yeah. has a terrible night. Stella is horrible. Is like replaying her apology over and over, like Sobbing. you do when you're really Awful. anxious. Yeah. And she goes to her shop on Saturday morning with flowers and more chocolate, some truffles. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. 
I'm really sorry about last night. It was all my fault. And to I his just, mom. Yeah, yeah. And I just need you to know that I'm deeply, deeply sorry. Uh-huh. And she says, like, come back sometime. Because yeah. come back to dinner and we'll we'll hang out again. Like, we'll, we'll yeah. try again, basically. And then, yeah, Michael goes to the kendo studio. And this is where he's, like, watching Kai do some warm-ups. And he's thinking about the night before. And then he looks at Kwan. And he's like, hold on. Why did you ask me if Stella reminds me of Kai? And mm-hmm. Kwan's like, hmm, me? And he's like, oh, my God. Stella's autistic. Yeah. He says to her... There were too many people at the club, too much noise, too many flashing lights. You shouldn't have taken her there. And then he says everything clicked together then. Yeah. She's autistic. And so my, they talk about the club again. Quan's response yeah. is my favorite. Quan goes, you disappointed? And Michael's like, no, but no. I wish you would have told me because I wouldn't have yeah. done all the stupid things that I did. Yeah. And the whole uh, night, the TV, the piano, the sisters shouting, everything being new, the yeah. plastic, like everything clicks together for him. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, I totally get this now. And, and I could have mitigated known, all of those circumstances. Yeah. 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 Ugh. And then Quan goes, she didn't tell you because she wants you to like her. I know. And Michael's just baffled by this once again. He's so sweet. Okay. So then this is when he decides that his whole life, since his dad did whatever his dad did that we'll find out later, mm-hmm. he sort of defined himself in opposition to his father or tried to. So this is when he decides to not only say yes to her proposition, but not take payment from her. Right. Because he realized that this is this is something that any guy should be honored to do sort of mm-hmm. this is something you should do for free because you're hanging out with a really rad chick for a month right like that's just dating in his mind but you know whatever well now he realizes why it is yes. she wants the boyfriend situation to practice and the sex lessons and everything before he was kind of confused by it and thought yeah. that there might be like a weird reason or something like he yeah. couldn't figure it out and so he's like all right i'll help her yeah and i'm not gonna take payment It'll it'll yeah. make me like not like my father. So he yep. goes to her work because he knows that she's definitely going to be there on a Saturday, especially mm-hmm. if she's upset. Right. And he texts her to be like, hey, come outside. I'm going to stand here to come outside. So come talk to me. He's she's doing like, the lean against the lamppost. Uh, and in her mind, she's like, can't he just break up with me over the phone? Like, why yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> So she comes out and they start talking. She's convinced that she did a bad thing by going and apologizing to his mom because she just cannot stop thinking that she's always the problem and that every instinct she has is bad. Mm. I know. And so he's like, nope, what have you eaten tonight? As your fake boyfriend, I really think you should eat. And she's like, you really want to keep doing that? And he's like, well. She's just had like a candy bar. Yeah. (laughs) She had a protein bar. Yeah. Or a bite of a protein bar. And so he takes her back to his mom's house and she looks exhausted. And as they pull up, she's like, I can't do the TV tonight. I can't do Mm -hmm. it. And so he just texts them and asks them to turn it off. Of course, they just mute it. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma doesn't know the difference. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And everything at dinner is fabulous. He brags about her PhD from the best school for economics in the country slash the world and she's like hold on did you do a little bit of stalking for me (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just the sweetest and the best and then uh she helps with dishes 
And this mm-hmm. is where he hel- she helps the sisters with dishes because Michael mm-hmm. always does the cooking and then the sisters always do the dishes. Mm-hmm. And he and May and Grandma, I don't know how to say Grandma. They no, all talk. And she says she doesn't know how to say Grandma either. Later it starts on. with a... Yeah. Yeah. It starts with an N. Ends with N-G. a G. Yeah. No, ends it's, with an I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's a G in there. It's there, hard. Yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah. So they have this whole conversation in Vietnamese where the mom's like, she really won me over today to humble herself and come to the shop and apologize is like mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're good to go if you like her a lot. Yeah. And then, and the grandmother's just sitting there nodding. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. cute. They also, at some point, he pulls her into the hallway and like gives her nope. a good smooching. That's Not this yet. time. Nope. Okay. Is it? Yes. I'm looking at it. She locked eyes with him and as, as her lips parted in surprise, and that was all the invitation he needed, leaning Aww. across the center. Oh, I don't know where they are. I thought it was in the hallway, but yeah, he smooches her good. And then the, oh no, this is in the car. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So he walks over to her as she's doing dishes and he does the, he does the put your hands around her waist mm. from behind situation and kisses her neck. And he's like, do you want to go home? She's like, fuck, yes, I do. So he takes her back to her car, and this is where he asks about living arrangements. And she's like, Well, what do normal couples do? And he's like, Yeah, normal couples usually live together. She's like, Well, I want that as long as you're okay with it. I have a guest bedroom, so, you know, you can do that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, What if I want to share your bed, Stella? (laughs) Oh, lordy, lordy. Mm -hmm. She's like, That would be fine with me as long as it's okay with you but you know what my skill level is and you know what you'd be getting yourself into like Stella darling Stella you're so foxy you're sexy hot (laughs) just believe it and you're a passionate person Stella I love it and then they super make out they make out hard it's a good make out yeah it is right up until (laughs) The sisters come and knock on his window, and they're like, "Gross!" Yeah, a lot of teenagers. His sisters, they're like, "Uh, get a room." Uh, in the car. What are you like, fifteen? You're gonna scare her away. Yeah, Um, yeah. And then, so on the way home, he's like, "Man, this is gonna be so exciting! It's gonna be fireworks! It's gonna be amazing! It's gonna be..." Oh, she is fully asleep in the car. She had because a big she, night. She didn't sleep the whole night before. She's exhausted. Oh, right. That too. Yeah. So he takes her mm. in and just puts her straight to bed. She doesn't wake up at all, but she does wake up the next morning. And she's like, oh, Michael, I can smell Michael everywhere. And then she turns over and Michael is there. Mm-hmm. And it's, she skipped her nighttime routine again. So she's yeah. like, I'm disgusting. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't brush my teeth. I she didn't goes, shower. Yeah, she goes to get up and he like snakes an arm around her and brings her back. And then he starts rubbing her all over. And mm. she's, she reaches down to pull his hand away. But then she says her body just won't cooperate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I want to touch you here. And then she doesn't move his hand. And so he's like, so is that permission? And oh, it's so good. And then... He wants to go down on her mm-hmm. and she freezes up because she's terrified. Mm-hmm. So like, actually, she's not terrified of the act. She's terrified that her reactions aren't going to be as good as his other clients. Like she's not going to be hot when he right. does that. Oh, 
And of course, he doesn't know any of that. One of my favorite lines in this scene is she can't verbalize what she's thinking about being competitive. And he looks at her and he goes, what's going on in that beautiful brain of yours? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, what's happening in there? Michael. And then when he <laughs> sees, he pulls her knees apart and he's like, God, you have the prettiest little. And she's like, don't say it. Don't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what word? Pussy. Pussy. Like you. Is it pussy that you will? It's so great. And she's like, um, I don't know. And he's like, no wonder my mom likes you so much. Like, you're so uh, Vietnamese about sex. (laughs) It's really Vietnamese to be bashful about it. And Mm -hmm. then um, he, he tells her that he didn't know the correct term. For that until like way later in life and his yeah, aunt, in vietnamese because no one would yeah, say it in vietnamese his aunt calls it a sweet potato <laughs> or a little bird <laughs> or a little bird and he's like there are a lot of names for it but stella you have a pussy just so you know <laughs> it's a beautiful it's pussy mm-hmm. so then he finally does go down on her a little while later she totally loves it he tells her that she comes like a porn star and then mm-hmm. he almost spills in his jeans which mm-hmm. is a saying. Yep. And then <laughs> that's a one that's used maybe like five times in this book. And each time I was like, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. people have their own things. Totally. Yeah. Um, the, the only other book that was like spilled his seed was I think the Duke and I, is that oh, the book where he was I don't like remember. always about to spill his seed? And maybe. I was just like, because <laughs> <laughs> remember he kept spilling it on the bed and she kept being Ugh. like, shouldn't yep. that go somewhere else? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, she okay, took care anyway. of that, didn't she? Ugh. Yeah, she did. With rape, everyone. <laughs> so, okay. They put the condom on together and it's mm-hmm. really cute. And then she's like, she gets in her head all of a sudden because she's like, I don't know if I can do face-to-face sex. It's He's going to see all the ways I feel. He's going to know. Yeah. And then, like, just instinctively, he flips her over and he's like, I think you'll be less self-conscious this way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, I yes, am. You are correct. This is amazing. <laughs> Which I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's sometimes more self-conscious that way because, like, I know what my face looks like. I have a great face. Like, I have a super <laughs> right? awesome, super pretty face. I don't know what my butt looks like at any given time. You know what I mean? It's I true. might be having a good butt day. I might be having a bad butt Who day. Knows? And I don't know because I'm not back there, you know? But Stella, Stella is less <laughs> self-conscious yeah. that way. <laughs> I'm gonna text you next time I have a bad butt day. Just it happens. To- there are there are higher cellulite days and lower cellulite days. There yeah. are sometimes you glimpse it and you're like, I've got I'm having a great yeah. day back there. I think uh-huh. it's hydration contingent. Ooh. I do. I think you have more I don't know if, I have no science for this, but I think cellulite is worse when you're not hydrated. I mean, I think everything is worse when you're not because hydrated. Your cells aren't full enough there's a scientist listening to this that's like that's like oh my god go fuck yourself Aaron. (laughs) she's having a reaction that i had once in a yoga class where the yoga teacher told us we had to do twists to wring out our organs of toxins oh boy and i was like not like imagine you're wringing out your organs but like this is scientifically what's happening in your body and i was like (laughs) (laughs) is that what's happening (laughs) anyway so she's having that same reaction like there The cells are fuller, and that's why you have less <laughs> cellulite. Anyway. Oh, boy. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yep. So then he is in her, and he's like, I need you to stop moving because I've wanted this for a really long time, and I'm going to just Spill go. my seed. 
Ew, ew, ew. Stop it. He would never say that. Spill it all in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fill this condom. Oh, gross. <laughs> it's gross. Somehow that was grosser. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and, oh, and then he's like, so then she like wiggles a little because she's feeling powerful. And he's like, uh-huh. no, seriously, I want our first time together to be fireworks for you. Uh, and she's like, our first time together? Because there's going to be so many more times together. It's just the fucking sweetest. It's so All good. Right. So then they're snuggling when he realizes that that meant something to him mm-hmm. in a way that sex has not meant anything to him in a really long time. Right. Or maybe ever. And he's kind of having a hard time because he is supposed to be an escort and a professional. Mm-hmm. And then they go shopping and he introduces mm-hmm. her to yoga clothes, which is right. Have we talked so about the seams conscientious. Already? She has yes. trouble with seams and clothes. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to take her shopping to find clothes that she will be a little less, uh, that will be less scratchy for her. Yeah. That she won't have to get tailored because she has all of her tailors correct all the seams in her clothes to mm-hmm. be flat. Well, and, and also make them really fitted because she likes feeling snug and held by her clothes. Mm-hmm. Not She doesn't like anything baggy. So, mm-hmm. I mean... He's brilliant. Yoga clothes, Aaron. Yoga clothes. Amazing. So she's in hog heaven. And then they go out for lunch and they talk about the crazy client a little bit. And she's like, so she got you that car, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. And Stella has this thought that she wants to replace it. Mm-hmm. Oh, because earlier when he was touching her... um, he was like, man, you're so wet already. You're like a Lamborghini. And that's where the Lamborghini comment uh, came out. Gotcha. So he's like, what, do you want to buy me a, a Lamborghini? And she's like, maybe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just, I want you to drive a car that I got you and not some other bitch. And he's like, I don't like gifts like that. Please don't. And don't also, if you're going to be jealous of all my former clients, like, you're going to be climbing a-, a really tall mountain here. So, yeah. yikes. And then after especially lunch, especially like gross old bleach blonde ones that are <laughs> gross. Yeah, yeah, especially ones that he's verbalized he's not into and does yeah. not want to be with ever. And then after lunch, she starts thinking to herself, "Okay, so he's not mine for real right now, right? But why couldn't he be mine? Could I seduce him with my sexiness? I'm yeah. like, get him, Stella. Finally, Maybe I will seduce my escort. <laughs> uh-huh. It's yes. the best." So uh, this is the text and phone call that's so cute. She's at work. The next scene is she's at work and she's mm-hmm. distracted. And she's like, I want to text Michael, but is that appropriate? What should I text him? I want to say I miss him. Nope. I'm going to say I am confirming our dinner plans for this evening. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. We've all been there, Stella. We've like, all been oh, there. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. And he immediately calls her. And so he's like, I'm doing a lot with my hands, but I really wanted to talk to you. So blah, blah, blah. Yes to this evening. Yes to me picking up clothes so that we can go back to your place forever. Mm -hmm. And okay, I miss you. Bye. And before Mm -hmm. she can be like, I miss you too. He hangs up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then she's staring at her phone and she's like, okay, I'm going to be bold. And she texts him. I want a picture of you for my Mm -hmm. phone. So he takes a selfie and sends it. And then he's like, I need one of you now. Right. Take your hair down. Undo the top two buttons. (laughs) Uh It's so Because he knows she's buttoned up all the way with her hair up, wherever Uh she is. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so they exchange pics and her hairband breaks as she takes out her bun. So she can't put it back up, mm-hmm. which, oh boy. She's about to leave for dinner. And then fucking Philip, the Philip, the ugh. coworker. Yeah, the human spoiled milk finds her. <laughs> and he catches her on the way out. He's like a douche. He asks her about her new boyfriend and like whether they're mm. serious. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you should go out with me instead. Yeah, I probably. He just says awful things. Oh, no. He's like, I'm not seeing Heidi anymore because she says I'm condescending. I can't help it if I know things. Uh, and then he's like, wait, forget I just said that. Because like he realizes how condescending he sounds. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. So then we get to the restaurant and they're so lovey-dovey and so cute. This is the first time he calls her my Stella. And they talk Aww. about their days. She says that she's got this interesting project that she can't work out. But she doesn't want to talk about it more than that. Because she's mm-hmm. self-conscious about talking about work. Right. Because she hasn't realized that Michael finds it super sexy. Yeah. When she talks Michael about loves it when she talks about maths. Yeah. Everyone else is like, uh, it's super boring. We don't like hearing about mm-hmm. it. So that's something that she's learned socially to not do. Right. In and Meanwhile, Michael's like, sounds like you're passionate about something. I dig that. Tell yeah. me more. Because mm-hmm. he's fucking perfect. Okay, then this is where she asks him to make her dress for the benefit and mm-hmm. asks him to be her date to the benefit that's in mm-hmm. like a month. And it's really exciting because he says yes to both. Okay, so then they have to go pick up his clothes and they go to his house. He's like, mm-hmm. do you want to pop by my place to pick up my stuff? And she's like, oh, that sounds interesting. This is a no client, no woman zone in his in his words. Right. But like he wants her there and he can't really figure out why. He's a little embarrassed, too, because it's like all Ikea and stuff. And he knows that she's like super crazy rich if she can give him 50 grand, like just Um, out of nowhere. So, yeah, he's a little embarrassed, but he also just wants her in his house. Yeah, it's so sweet. He comes out of his closet because he's been packing up and Stella is on his bed. She's got his sheets all around her and she's sniffing it with this huge smile on her face. Mm. And and he's like, that should not turn me on because it's a little creepy. But God damn it, <laughs> it totally turns me on. <laughs> yep. So he's like, huh, you don't need me anymore now that you have my smell. And she's like, ah, it's so good. You know what I thought of? Do you mm. remember? This is this is a deep cut. So sorry, Please HBs. Tell me. Here we go. <laughs> Do you remember near the end of season one of True Blood when yes! Sam is rolling around yes, in, in the Suki's dead sheets. chick? I don't remember what her name no, no, was. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not Suki's. It's um. No, it's the it's the dead girl. It's the she had two names. Yeah, the very yes. first murder in book one. Yeah, and you don't know Sam is a shifter yet. Right. And so he breaks into the house and is just rolling around in the sheets, smelling her smell. That's exactly and you're what I like, thought of, too. Shit. Well, if you haven't read the books, you're like, shit, Sam's the murderer. He's super uh-huh. crazy creepy. But really, he's just a dog and he's trying to get the smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so that's what I thought of. I thought of Me that too. exact thing. <laughs> really? Me too. Yes, that exact scene. Really? Yes. Because he's got that huge smile on his face. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So... Then he makes this like offhand joke about like, what if the sheets are dirty and immediately regrets it because Stella's reaction is, I think, appropriate. She's just like, oh, fuck, like that. I didn't think about other people being here and And that's where he tells her 
that not only does he never ever bring women back to his house, but that he doesn't group her in his mind, like with his quote unquote clients. Right. They're not the same in his mind. So then they start doing some sexy times and it is super hot. And she says that she wants to learn all the things that he loves. And he's like, I love kissing you. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to her like looking back and like popping back and going, wait, does that mean I have permission to kiss you whenever I want? <laughs> and he's like, yes. yes. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> She's so excited. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he does more dirty talking. He goes back to the, the pussy refrain. And he starts because he's like, I think you really like the words. And she's like, I don't know. I think you, I just like you touching me. And he's like, No, you like it when I talk dirty. Mm-hmm. And so toward the end, he, he goes, he goes just like this wet, hot, sweet potato. Yes. <laughs> she can't, she can't help but like laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. But then he doesn't have a condom. Yeah. So he goes downstairs to get a condom, and she has a bit of a snoop. Yeah, she does a snoop. Yeah, she finds some bills. Learns she looks at that, his mail. Yeah, learns that not only is his real name Michael Larson, but that she figures out the reason he's been escorting is because of mm-hmm. his mom's astronomical medical bills. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute because she's just like, he's the best guy ever. Yeah, he's not an escort because he likes the thrill of it or some right. kind of like you know kink or something which is fine which is fine but, but it's I don't not think what she's Stella would have liked it yeah right. I don't think she would have been about yeah. that so now she knows why uh, he's doing it oh so sweet so then she curls up on his couch because she is overcome with emotion he mm-hmm. walks in and he immediately thinks like did I go too fast did I freak you out yeah. are you okay what happened and the levees break and she's just like Michael I'm obsessed with you <laughs> I, I'm gonna be that crazy client my I'm favorite sorry. line out of this breakdown is um, I like you better than calculus and math is the only thing that unites the universe <laughs> <laughs> so toward the end of it he just cuts her off by kissing her super passionately Yeah, and then she gets down on her knees and takes him into, his, into her mouth and then he pulls her back up onto the couch because he can't stand not being inside her anymore and then they have crazy passionate face-to-face sex and she's like really worried about it until she realizes that the intensity and the vulnerability that she feels and sees is his not Mm -hmm. just hers right uh it's so good it's so good it's so well written too it is my favorite line toward the end of that scene is um after they're just like holding each other it says all was silence, but for their hearts trying to synchronize their crashing. Mm. It is just gorgeous. And then she stays over. He invites her to stay over in his house. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Okay, so then they, they move in together, basically. He moves yeah. to her apartment. They start living life. He goes to I mean, work. He, she goes to work. Yeah, he brings enough stuff there where yeah, he can. Sorry. I mean, he's not like super... He didn't sell his furniture or anything, but he's there for the duration of the agreement. Yeah. Right. And and by next Saturday, he realizes that he's in love with her completely. He loves her. Loves her. He loves her so much. And um they're so then they're watching this Asian TV drama that um she got from his apartment. Oh yeah, they both super like 
mm-hmm. karate kung fu movies. I'm probably saying the wrong words. I'm sorry. I don't know what they're called. I think that this is actually K-drama. Oh, right. They also both like Korean drama yes. stuff. Because the first time they met, he was like... I he don't found look like out Daniel that Henney. She, yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, he's you like, look oh better. my God, you like Korean dramas? Yeah. And she's like, yes. So <laughs> they both like the same stuff, but they also mm. really both like kung fu sort of movies yeah. too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they have this really telling conversation that I think Michael should have paid more attention to, as is usual in mm-hmm. romance novels. Um, but there's this character whose dad is a villain. And so she doesn't want to be with another guy because she didn't think she doesn't think that she's good enough. So it's mm-hmm. literally Michael. And mm-hmm. Stella's like, oh, no, they can overcome that. She's not her father. Right. And Michael's like, of course she can't overcome that. Because I <laughs> can't overcome can't that. Overcome that. <laughs> like, if you only knew, Stella. <laughs> um, but, like, stop being stupid. Yeah. And then, you're a dummy, Michael. You're a dummy, Michael. Now I'm going to be the gelato teenager. God. <laughs> <laughs> Get over yourself, Michael. Get over um, it, Michael. Stop being such a poser. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really sweet. They have a whole, like, there's a bunch of scenes with them just in, like, just living life. And right. then um, she has another dinner with his family. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how embarrassingly happy he's been. This is where he takes yeah. her out into the hallway. So this evening begins she walks Ooh, in dang. he's tangled up like a pretzel with one of his little <laughs> sisters and they're having this they're like, like wrestling match and he his little sister i think has him in a headlock where she's like relent relent submit to me yeah. like and he's like his whole face is purple and he's like i <laughs> he's will like, never, never. no and they're like all <laughs> twisted up and so she had learned the first time or maybe the second time that he went to she went to their house that they leave uh food around this buddha statue is as like a tradition and so mm-hmm. there were lots of oranges and stuff so she yeah, brought a bag of oranges um so she brought a bag of oranges as the gift which is cool so she just kind of like nonchalantly like leaves the oranges <laughs> like kind of awkwardly skirts around him in the wrestling thing and then so she like hangs out with his mom in the kitchen for a little bit and then he comes in to the room and it says his hair stood up in complete disarray and his face was still flush from beating up on his sister mm. he wore a wrinkled white button down over a plain t-shirt and faded jeans he was gorgeous yep. i just loved it that he's like a fucking mess and she's like <laughs> uh-huh. then he pulls her into the hallway oh boy. and they're making out and he's like I really like this dress on you. But she had had a cardigan over it or yeah, something like that. Yeah, and she's like, like can you just, can you sew a bra yeah. into it? She's like, there's a problem because I'm always nipping out in this dress. Could yeah. you maybe sew so, 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 a bra into it? Because he's like all like going down her neck uh-huh. and like fingering on her nipples and stuff. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I think this it's is pretty such, perfect. Uh-huh, this yeah. is such a high fashion look, Stella, and you know how I feel about fashion. Love fashion. <laughs> and so his sister uh, walks into the hallway and is like, oh, God, oh, uh-huh. get a room. <laughs> so um, it's so perfect. And then they have dinner and she eats this scary Asian shrimp sauce oh that God. apparently sounds like, like smells like dead bodies. Do you not know about this? Yeah, 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 I do. You do. Yeah. I'm sure. You've had this, right? Yeah. It's like a salty. Yeah. I encountered this. My neighbor growing up uh, was from the Philippines and she would have all these like parties, like these crazy New Year's parties where she'd make like 
incredible food. Like they would always yeah. have these parties with like incredible food. So my mom and I invited her over one day and we were like, Norma, you're going to teach us how to make some of this incredible food. We're going to have a girl's day. We're going to like, you know, drink wine and you're going to teach us how to make these like crazy wontons. Oh, it was a great day. And my mom and I, of course, have this like idea in our head, like we're going to do this all the time now. We're going to make this great Filipino (laughs) food all the time. We never made it again. Like We went to the the Asian grocery store and got all the ingredients. She gave us a big list and we're like, we're going to go back to the Asian grocery store all the time. We're going to make this crazy, delicious food. Never again. Like Never. never. (laughs) Of course, we're creatures of habit. But that day, (laughs) it was great. And one of the ingredients was this like shrimp sauce stuff. Mm -hmm. And it does. It's like you open the lid and you're like, you, you're like gagging. It's so mm-hmm. bad. But it's really, it just tastes like saltiness. Yeah, it's delicious. It, it's it's very good. Yeah, we have but, um we have a couple of different versions of that for uh the sauce in our bowls when we make a hot pot for Christmas Eve. That's like the tradition. Mm-hmm. Usually mm-hmm. we make hot pot on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, they have uh, a Christmas oh, party too. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So don't be afraid a- of shrimp sauce, guys. You'll smell yeah. it, but you want to put it in everything. It's good. I mean, I'm sure there are different versions, but yeah. Um, this one smelled like a rotting corpse. The one yeah. we used was corpsey. Very corpsey. <laughs> Love it. And like not even um, May's biological daughters will try this. So well, she gets like this very approving, like sort of proud look on her face. Yeah. And Stella's like, I will eat this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner if her if his mom looks at me like that all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And it, I think it's such a big deal for Stella too, because you would think that the smell would just knock her out. Yeah, maybe. She was yeah. I, I would think so if it was like that pungent and yeah, like she has a problem with colognes, totally. Yeah, yeah, she won't she won't go near a cologne. So I was very proud of Stella in this moment. Me too. And then they look through baby pictures. He tries to breeze past because there's a, a photo with his last name on his, sewed on his shirt. And mm-hmm. she notices. He hopes she doesn't notice. Um, and then his mom says that he was ruining himself in New York with all those women. And oh. she says, you only need one good woman as she pats Stella's leg. So nice. And then also, when they're at the dinner table, she's like slurping up some soup. And so Michael has a spare hair tie and just like leans over and pulls her hair back for her. And his uh. sisters are like so grossed out. And they're like, <laughs> gross, Michael, stop undressing her with your eyes, Sophie said. <laughs> Seriously, Maddie chimed in. And since when do you keep rubber bands handy for her hair? Gross. Whipped much? <laughs> That's so good. Uh, oh and God. he just smiles and then like smooches her and is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I am pretty whipped. I really mm-hmm. like her. It's so good. So then he, um, and this is where Janie corners her after everybody's cleaning up and it's like, hey, do you think you can help me get an internship? I had a really tough year because when I started at Stanford was when my mom got sick. My GPA isn't great, but I'm really passionate and I love it. This is his little sister. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. She's an economist. She's an econo, econo studier of economics. Yeah. (laughs) We are professionals <laughs> you guys we are experts i went to a real law school they gave me a degree <laughs> i don't even have that much cred so more I power to said, you i nearly said janie was an econo person and i'm like nope that's from the handmaid's, nope, tale. handmaid's tale uh <laughs> janie econo sister says this and that Oh, anyway. can we can I just say how upset I am that the season's over? I just want I'm, more. 
I'm upset the that the time. season's over, not only because I missed The Handmaid's Tale, but also because I miss Red I All miss Over. I miss Red All Over. The You've got me hooked. Handmaid's Tale podcast. And yeah, you've I, got me hooked. I, I'm sorry, guys. We're, we're just taking a right turn right into The Handmaid's oh. Tale, but sorry. <laughs> Nick? Hey, skip, skip a 30 set, do a 30 second skip, y'all, if you don't want a very minor spoiler. I did not like Max Magulia. Uh huh. Not a fan. Eyebrows on point. He can smolder, Ooh. but he looked like a baby face idiot to me. And, and he also behaved. Howdy lips. Get yeah, it. I get it. I would, I wouldn't not smooch him if he went in for a smooch, sure. but sure. I, I'm not, I don't have any feelings toward that because mm. he's baby face. He acts like an idiot all the time. Mm. He only became, he only got this job because he was at a temp agency or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, ugh, Nick the temp. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, you're not smart. You're not cool. You have no redeeming qualities. June doesn't love you. Like, she's just <laughs> pretending so that she can get stuff. Which, by the way, there was some talk on the geriatric friendship cult of, like, June loves him now. No, bitches. June said she loved him. And look, like magic, suddenly she's out of Gilead. So, like, think about that a little bit. She's like, <laughs> I love you. And then poof. Now everybody's helping her. So, I I don't know. I don't think she loves Nick. You know why? Because June wasn't there when Nick put his hand on his weapon and said, Commander, stay inside. It's not safe out there. And I, my whole body, heated up. And Uh I was like, I got it. I'm into it now. I'm there. (laughs) Nick. (laughs) Nick. Man. Yeah, he was hot. I'm sure that he got real hot in this moment because he's going to die in five, four, three. Oh, yeah. Any moment. (laughs) Because every time a character gets hot, they die super fast in every Mm -hmm. show, in in my experience. Anyway. Yeah, I've never been less attracted to Joseph Fiennes than in this show. And I wasn't really attracted to him in the first place. So. I, I can't but he's find just the, time. the weaseliest, rapiest, yeah. nicest, guyest, like he grossest. He looks so gaunt. And I don't know if he became yeah. this skinny for this show or what. Because Joseph Fiennes used to be fucking built. And mm. I don't, is he still? I don't know. I don't know, man. Right all over was talking about him and Max McGlingling, the having a planking competition at some point during the Yeah, and apparently show. he can plank like a crazy person. I don't know. I, I'm sure go, Joseph Fiennes used to be like crazy built, but he just looks like you can see all of his cheekbone Yeah, I think, I think that that's definitely something they asked him to do. Yeah, he's an actor. He is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sorry we got off track, you guys. So, the next scene. Or on track, depending or on, on <laughs> how you look at it. It's true, it's true. Um, okay, I can't <laughs> wait for next season. It just ended this week. So I'm going to do a Patreon episode about Killing Me Softly, which you do know what it is. You do know what it is. Do I? Yes. This is my favorite movie. It is an erotic thriller about a celebrity mountaineer and a super dumb (gasps) Heather Graham. Yes! I have seen that movie. I cannot wait to do that for a Patreon because I will watch it again. I can't wait. And the plot of it is strangulation sex. That's the plot. That's the whole plot. plot. (laughs) I know you. Oh god, I can't. I know you've seen it because I showed it to you. Yes, no one has seen this movie in the world unless I showed it to you. Listener, you're out there being like, (laughs) I've seen that movie, and it's you're just forgetting that I'm the one that handed you that VHS tape because this is a unknown film that is my favorite. Like, there's no reason for anything that happens in it. Heather Graham masturbates by just like clutching her vagina. It's very weird. She's wearing kimonos all the time for no reason because it's an Asian director. Is a terrible actress. Oh, she's so 
bad, but also Joseph Fiennes is terrible in it. Everyone's terrible in that movie. I forgot he was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, not only are we going to do Earth Girls Are Easy, we're also going to do Killing Me Softly, and I can't wait. Good, because okay. that DVD has been collecting dust for too long. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going to find it, but I'm going to. Okay. Oh, you'll find it. So the next scene is um, Stella's at work, and she starts the paperwork to get herself an intern because mm. her boss has wanted her to get one for a while but she's like interpersonal Mm -hmm. no i don't want to do that yeah i don't want that response but she will for janie yeah Yeah, she will she will for michael's family booyah Mm -hmm. because she loves him Mm -hmm. and um then michael asked her to take a long lunch which yes please anytime yes um and fucking philip philip catches her on the way down and like He's so gross because he may have started this whole thing, but they've been working together for five years mm-hmm. at least. This is like if the hating game were disgusting. Yeah. He goes down in the elevator with her to the parking garage and he's like, please, please, please go to lunch with me instead of your boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, he can't like, go be to the better benefit than me. With, oh, yeah. He says, go to the benefit with me because my mom is also on the planning committee. So we will all be there. That's important. Right. And she's like, oh, no, I think I'm going to go to the benefit with Michael. Like, and he just keeps pressing her. Yeah, and her. he's like, I just, I know that I come off as like this asshole, but it's because you intimidate me and I'm so blah, blah, blah. I'm so like impressed by you. And she's like, funny, because you have not paid any attention to me for five years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I just, I have my own issues. And, yeah. and she's like, well, no, I'm. Because he says that she's a 10 to him, which, yeah. first of all, I get that it's a nice sentiment, but can we just burn down can we stop numbering this ranking people? system? Yeah. I'm so over it. And it's such a douche nozzle, gross frat mm-hmm. boy move. Anyway. And so she's like, no, I'm not perfect. I've got issues. And he's like, yeah, I know your mom told me. Ugh. I don't care. I guess. Like, I can look past it almost. But he also says he has issues as well. And I don't know what those issues are. It's never yeah. revealed in the book. Maybe it'll it's be revealed not, in a future book. I don't know. I hope not. I I could never see him again, and I'll be fine. I honestly think his issues are his mother. We and he's get an there. asshole. He's a privileged yeah. asshole. Those are his issues. I don't know that it is any deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So then he gets in there, and he, like, kisses her, and she obviously hates it. Her whole body tenses up. Mm-hmm. She says that it's dry lip on dry lip, and then a slimy tongue tries to snake into her mouth. And she pulls away. Before he did that, she she turned her head away. And he still mm-hmm. insisted. And then yeah. she's like, don't ever do that again. And he says, you just have to get used to me. You got oh. used to that other asshole. Yeah. She's, he says, you're acclimated to that bastard. <gasps> oh. And she shoved him. She shoved him, pushed like him she's away. she's a goldfish. Yeah. It's awful. Oh. Like she's so, a goldfish. <laughs> that's what you have to do with fish. You acclimate them to the water temperature like over time. And my brain went, what is she talking about? This is a reindeer mafia <laughs> moment. And then I was like, oh, no, that's no. a really great analogy. Yes, it is a great analogy. I am only part-time reindeer mafia. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then, so so she then goes she goes to the shop. Lunch. Yeah. And she's like, uh, she sees Michael. He looks at her and smiles beautifully. And she's just like, I have to get this person out of my my mouth and out of my life and out of my body so she goes to the bathroom and she washes her mouth out with soap actual soap it's so bad she uses hand soap mm-hmm. in her mouth oh i can't uh-huh. even imagine this 
So he comes in and he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, you've been like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she tells him and he goes through a whole range oh. of appropriate emotions yeah he his whole thing is crazy when she tells him like first it's like i liked it yeah first he's super pissed that this guy did this and like forced her to kiss him then yeah he's like nobody forces you Mm -hmm. and then he's like he's like stella you just washed your mouth out for a full minute and in his inner monologue he's like i'm gonna go wash his mouth out with blood yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then, uh, which is a fine thought, he doesn't actually go try and no. do it, which is, um, you know, what some romance heroes would do. Yeah, that's a problem. But then he remembers that at the beginning of the thing, she said something about she wanted to be confident enough to go out with a coworker or something like that, yeah. like when they first started their arrangement. So then he's like, oh, no, this is why you hired me so that you could practice with this guy. This is the guy. And she, honest to a fault, is uh. like... Yeah, maybe I did. I thought he was maybe a good candidate at the time, but I don't want him anymore. Uh, and then... And he's like, why? What did he do? Did yeah. he do anything else? And she's like, no, he's just not you. Yeah. And, and hilariously, he's liked me for a long time, so I didn't even need you if I did want to go right. after him. But I don't want him anymore. I still and don't think, I think that's he's gross. true. I think what? that Philip only wants what he can't have. I think oh, he's yeah. like, he oh, look at that shiny toy some day. other kid. Yeah. yeah. Because he dates all the interns and yeah, gross. one day saw her with her hair down and was like, ooh, uh, yeah. the intern just broke up with me, so I'll go with this one, you know. <sighs> so um, she, so then he's like, I'm, I'm going to kiss you now. And she's like, no, I still can't get him out of my mouth. I can still taste him. And he goes, Stella, I need this. Mm-hmm. And so she nods and then they kiss like crazy and it's super hot and then face smash and then they bone right there uh it's it's real hot oh yeah he pulls out a condom and he fucks her real good on that sink and he wants to come yeah on his work with his mom outside and i don't even remember that oh yeah um and he like really is about to come then he's like no i gotta wait for her she comes and then he just like blasts off right there. In I think I skipped this somehow. Girl. I think this went from like my my Kindle to my car or like because <laughs> I don't remember this at all. And oh yeah. I like a I like a work sink. So mm-hmm. I mean not, you know, in my per- I'm not saying I'm not saying I've No, you like a good work yeah, sink but, scene. <laughs> yeah, I like a good work <laughs> sink scene. I don't I don't want anyone listening to like <laughs> Horrifying. No, you're smarter than that. The army yes. finds out everything. Um, no, any work situation, it, it well, doesn't matter. That. Don't do it yeah. on your work sink. Unless you are the owner of the business, like Michael and his mom. It's yeah. their business. But then It's an employee-only bathroom. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. just trying to forgive Michael for this. I just feel like don't ever have sex at work. That's horrifying. <laughs> okay, so then he goes out and fits her dress, and it's gorgeous, and it's perfect, and it's amazing, and it feels Beautiful, so yummy. and it's white, and it's silky. This is when she starts talking about that project she's working on. And she's like, mm-hmm. I can't figure out why guys of a certain age stop buying underwear. Like, they still wear mm-hmm. them, I'm sure. And he's right. like, oh, it's because they pair off with women and women buy underwear for men they love because right. they like to take care of them. And, she's and men like, will wear underwear into the ground. Yeah. And she's like, 
like just this whole epiphany happens in mm-hmm. her brain. She's just like, oh my God, I never would have thought of that. With with all of my maths, I never would have thought of that solution. <laughs> and she realizes that the variable she was looking for is love. Ah. <laughs> just dead. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so then, then she goes out and buys him underwear and like hides it in his drawer. Yes. Because she puts a little bow on it and it's really sweet because she wants to show him that she really cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they're getting ready for the benefit. He's really nervous because he knows he just has a feeling it's going to be a shit show. Um, and she's like getting into her dress and she's like, can I tell my mom that I, I got a Michael Larson original? And he goes, mm-hmm. oh, oh, you, you know, my, know my name. name huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's like, oh, no, are you mad? And he's like, no, are you mad? Because I've right. basically been lying to you this whole time. And she's like, no, I just thought it would make it easier for you so that I, it's harder to stalk you. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's not why. And then he, he says he hates his last name. She finds out all about his dad. So his dad was a cheater. And when he left them, he emptied all of her mom's bank accounts, took out loans in her name for exorbitant amounts, like really just devastated her personally, emotionally, and financially. And he's like a con artist. Like the whole yeah. time she, he was married to his mom, he was like seducing other women and draining their bank accounts. Yeah. Dirty, rotten, scoundrel style. Yeah. Um, and Horrifying. Yeah. Um, and so Michael hates his last jail? name. No, I don't think so. I'm confusing this with another book I'm reading. I apologize. No worries. No worries. <laughs> so they go to the benefit and he meets her parents her mom is really excited about him her dad is a little cold mm-hmm. he meets philip because he's at the the tent top with them mm-hmm. and then during dinner he gets sort of grilled prom style about like what are you doing what do you do for a living and he yeah he doesn't want to tell them anything because he's like i feel really yeah. judged already mm-hmm. i don't want to open up my life to you so she steps in and says he's a fashion designer you guys and they're like yeah. oh that's really cool like what a successful thing like do you have a line out is there anything that's going on and he's like oh i'm taking some time off right now and they're like oh because you're designing a new line and he's like nope right i'm just and then you know. philip's like wait so you don't do anything right and he's, and he's like, like nope i don't know and he's like i i could never like stella you love working that's one of the reasons that we get along so well fucking uh, and he doesn't and, say that the reason why he's not out designing yeah. clothes is because he's trying to take care of his mom and make and sure she has enough the family help business. at the yeah, shop and uh, you know ugh. and so um, then throughout the rest of the conversation because Stella tar- starts talking about work and everybody's like really animated about it he goes down this mental spiral and he convinces himself that he's not smart enough for her, that he'll never be a good match for her, that she'd be much better suited intellectually with a guy like Philip, how they like are a really cute couple. And he's just killing himself with all these gross thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then somebody sidles up to the table <laughs> and he smells a, a familiar mix of whiskey and cinnamon gum. Gross. And he's like, oh, fuck stick <laughs> it's my old client the blonde the blonde from the club the She's blonde here. who's been stalking him mm-hmm. um who's been throwing out a- exorbitant amounts of money to try to get him back is 
Philip's mom. Philip's mom, you guys. What a twist. What a twisty turn. What a twist. No one saw it coming. I did not see it coming. I was not okay. Yeah. Like, I nearly dropped my phone. So, it's horrifying. She is not at all discreet. Nope. She's there to burn it down. She's She's touching up on him. She's like, oh, you're meeting the parents, huh? Mm-hmm. Would you have met my parents for the right amount of money? Yeah, if I had paid you more. <sighs> Oof. Everything comes out. They find out that he's an escort. Philip's like, you fucked my mom. Oh, no, he's like, mm-hmm. you slept with my mom. And Michael's like, nope, not exactly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, there wasn't much sleeping involved. And Ugh. she starts touching up all the way on his leg. And Stella, meanwhile, is like grabbing his hand and and trying to connect with him because she doesn't understand like if he like why he's so stoic and accepting about it. Right. And she just can't figure it out. And she feels really far away from him all of a sudden. She started to feel more and more far away from him all the way through dinner. Mm-hmm. And so she sees this lady almost getting up to his crotch and he gets up abruptly and like goes outside. Mm-hmm. So they go outside. He has a full meltdown about how he feels like a failure. He feels like he could never amount to anything that um, he is going to turn into his dad any day now. Mm-hmm. That when he doesn't have enough money, he thinks about stealing it. Like he's just like, you need more than this. I can only give you sex. So we need to. Oh, he says we need it's to so end this awful. farce. She asked why he didn't make a scene back there and like oh. put her down. And he's like, well, it's a bad policy to make scenes with clients. Um, and You'll appreciate that someday. Yeah, I, oh. I will extend you the same courtesy after we part. And she's like, but I don't want to part. And he's like, but I do. Because mm. he's he thinks she'd be better off with Philip. And this. Oh, God, it's just so it's awful. horrifying. So she accepts and she's like, oh, okay, because immediately, oh, and then he goes, and just so you know, you don't need more practice. You're fully ready. You're and good. any guy who doesn't want you because you're autistic is not worth it. And mm-hmm. she's like, hold on. You, you knew know? the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I figured it out after that night with my mom. And uh, so then, then she's like, oh, well, this makes total sense now. Yeah, he's leaving he- me because I'm not enough. Right. And he says, I accepted your proposal because I wanted to help you through your issues. And it's clear we've worked through them. So now she thinks, oh, he accepted this proposal because he knew I was autistic and wanted me to be his charity case. Yeah. It's horrible. It confirms every insecurity that she has. It's yeah. bad. So he goes, he goes back to her house to um, pack up her stuff. She goes back to the table. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like where's michael and she says that he left because they broke up philip smirks and then something happens and her dad is like yeah i agree i saw no good in him Uh, and she loses her shit yes in the best way possible she's just like fuck that then you weren't look you want to read it yeah do you have it she says uh then you weren't looking closely enough He's not doing nothing. He's not lazy. Sometimes there are more important things than passion and ambition. He put his career on hold so that he could take care of his mom, who's dying of cancer. He's the kind of person who would give up anything for the people he loves. Everything. But he's uh. he's nothing but good. And he didn't want her. That's her oh. inner monologue. Her father's face darkened. Then why didn't he say so? 
Why would he want to share that with the people who were looking down on him? And his father starts to say he wasn't, but his her mother says, yeah, that's enough. You were looking down on him. Like, yeah. clearly he wouldn't have wanted to share that with you, Edward. And <laughs> I love that his her mom is like, you think that she needs somebody who's just as career driven and is going to take care of her financially. But what you don't mm-hmm. realize is that our wonderful daughter has that on lock. Like, right. she's good. She needs somebody who's going to take care of her heart. Right. So they go outside. And that's when she says, the noise is getting to me. Let's get out of here. Which I thought was kind of a clue that her mother was also, you know, had some sort of sensitivities or, you know, Mm. like overstimulation issues. But that could just have been an excuse to get out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay. So then he's packing up all his stuff at her house. He finds the underwear and he decides to keep it. And then he takes her check out of his wallet and puts it on her bedside table because that's the final confirmation to him that he is not his father. Mm -hmm. So the next morning she wakes up, she finds the check and this is where she has her, she has a full like sobbing meltdown because she She didn't take the money. Yeah. She's like, why isn't my money good enough? Why is literally charity to him? Yes. He did this because he pitied me. Like Mm -hmm. that is the worst thing possible. And then she decides that she's going to change everything about herself, basically. Mm-hmm. She thinks about quitting her job because she thinks yeah. it's like a crutch. She thinks that um, she starts she starts ripping out the seams and all of her clothes so that they're really scratchy. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't know, she keeps on doing things that are like... Um, that immediately trigger her sensitivity. She like pours perfume on herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to break myself of this so that next time I meet a man as good as Michael, he mm-hmm. won't walk away from me because of my autism. And, um, oh God, it's just, ugh. and then Michael, meanwhile, is working overtime at the shop because he's miserable. And he's like, I, he keeps on checking his phone because he's like, she said that she would stalk me. She said that. And yet no phone calls, no drive-bys. Like, if she can't love me, then I want all the drama possible because maybe that'll force us to get back together. Right. And he says that he feels paired off like a swan <laughs> because mm-hmm. he gets a, a notification from the escort agency that he has another date on Friday and he can't even think about touching someone else. Right. Um, so it goes back and forth like this quite a bit. Janie comes in for her interview and she's like, Hey, Michael's miserable. And Mm -hmm. frankly, you don't look much better. Like what? Can you guys please work this out? And I think this is where Stella tells her that, um, that he broke up with her. Right. Maybe. Right. I think so. I think so. I don't know. Janie aces her interview and gets the job and it's way exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's going to be an econometrician, just like Stella. Um, and then Stella finally comes to an epiphany that, like, no, it's so good. Yeah, she says quitting her job was pure foolishness, and she wasn't yeah. going to do it. She realizes her <gasps> oh. job is her most favorite thing. What? Because Stella, yeah, in her interview with her, she, um, uh, uh, Janie is like. I may not have the grades at first, but I have the passion. This mm-hmm. is this is what I want to oh, do with my yeah, life. And she just explains like you. why econometric Yeah, she's like, you can look at, at human nature on a, a grandiose scale through economics. And mm-hmm. it's it's one of the most like 
personal fields and like it's just this Janie just crystallizes it for Stella because she has been literally writing her resignation letter mm-hmm. and um and then she's so then Stella yeah go ahead quitting her job was pure foolishness and she wasn't going to do it setting her jaw she closed the letter of resignation without saving it she gathered her things and prepared to leave early she needed to get out of this ruined shirt and wash the perfume off her behavior over the last week disgusted her. Yes, she was lonely. Yes, she had a broken heart, but at least she had herself. Yes, Hi. Stella. Yes. And this is the first time <gasps> it seems like she loves herself for yeah, all she's the like things truly that she accepted is, herself. And isn't, you know, ashamed or, I don't know, upset, like there's something wrong with her. One of my favorite themes of this book overall is acceptance. You know, uh-huh. like, Michael needs to accept that he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Stella needs to accept that her autism isn't a romantic disability. Right. Like it's Or a disability at all. That line's all. in there too. Right. I don't know where that is, but she says yeah. that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. God, it's just so good. So then Janie comes back and she's like, hey, I got an internship and it's so cool. And Michael finds out that Stella had done this. He had no mm-hmm. idea that Stella was doing this for Janie. Oh, and then his mom, too. Mm-hmm. He takes his mom to the cancer place yeah. and does her cancer treatment. And then at the end, he gets ready to write a check. And they say, no, this foundation has um, chosen your family as one of the ones that they're going to give this big old charity grant to. So your mom's medical shit is covered for it's the rest of for. her life. Yep. Like, you do not have to worry about this anymore. And he's like, oh, my God, this is so great. I have to call Stella and tell her. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm not her boyfriend I, anymore. I can't call <laughs> Stella and tell her. And then yeah. he talks to Quan, and he's like, Quan, I no longer, like, basically, I am no longer under this crippling financial burden. Mm-hmm. And you are going to business school. So mm-hmm. do you want to be partners in my new fashion line? Yeah. And Quan is like, yeah, I've been waiting to ask, like, for you to ask me for years. Uh So why don't we get going on this? Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. So then Philip is in the office one day and she goes by his office and she's like, Philip, do you want to go to dinner with me? Question mark. Not excited about it, but she's just like, got to try this because the whole point of doing this with Michael was to try to date in a meaningful way. So here we go. Mm -hmm. They go out to dinner and... He's just the worst. He talks about himself the whole time. He makes assumptions about her that she tries to correct. And then he's like, no, 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 you're wrong. Mm -hmm. This is the way that you should really feel about blah, blah, blah. Right, right. He's just the worst. He sucks. And then Quan and Michael are walking down the street and they see Stella and Philip on the other side. Philip's trying to kiss her on the sidewalk and she's obviously hating it, trying to pull away, turning her head, doing all the things. And so Michael runs for it and Mm -hmm. he goes over to philip and he's just like she obviously said no yeah you need to get your fucking hands off her and philip is basically like i bought her dinner though yeah (laughs) like he get out of here straight in the face oh yeah punches him right in the eye it's amazing yeah yeah and he's basically like no we went on a date so at the end i kiss her no matter what she thinks Mm -hmm. so then stella starts walking off And Michael goes after her and he's like, oh, so you're dating now, huh? 
Like, this is confirming yeah. all of his fears mm-hmm. about the fact that he really was just practice and she's going after the man she really likes. Mm-hmm. They have this whole talk where she's like, listen, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be your pity friend. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you want to be my friend? And she's like, because it's out of pity and I don't want a yeah. pity friend. I don't want to pity fucking anything. Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's a whole thing. And so he goes back to Quan. And he's like, well, he said, he's, he said, whoever said anything to you about pity? And she says, you did. You said you were done helping me, but I still wasn't enough. You said it and you meant it and you can't take it back now. And then he said, do you, have you ever thought that like, it might be that I felt like I wasn't enough for you? And she's like, yeah, Why? And she's like, in no universe does that make no. sense, Michael. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't know, because I'm a prostitute and my dad's a criminal. And yeah. she was like, oh, no, I don't care about that. You're the best person in the whole world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, it's so sweet. So then he's like, Quan, I need your help. I need to woo a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And over the next week, he sends her flowers. He, like, mm-hmm. calls her. And she's just like, I don't trust this. I don't trust you. Like, I'm not good enough for you. I was your pity everything. No, I'm not going to dinner with you. No. And then Philip pops by the office at one point because he sends her another bouquet of flowers and like a teddy bear. Gross. Oh, no. Philip doesn't. Michael does. No, 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 no. Michael does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Philip stops by and I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's basically like, you're not giving that guy the time of day, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's not good enough for you. He's gross. Yeah. And then we basically find out that, like, Philip just wanted her because she was a conquest. Like, throughout yeah. their conversation, one of the secretaries is standing there, and they walk off together after Stella tells him that she's not interested and she's never going to be interested. Right. And he, like, puts his hand on the secretary's butt on the way to the break room. And she's like, teehee. Yeah. Yeah. God, he's so gross. So then Michael's in the parking lot mm-hmm. as she's leaving with her teddy bear and everything. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do with this teddy bear. She doesn't want to leave it in the office all alone. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so cute. So then he meets her out there. And this is where she's like, why wasn't my money good enough for you? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you take it? And he goes, I wouldn't take it because I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be paid for our time together because I just wanted to be with you. <sighs> and everyone swooned. And uh, uh, it's, it's so sweet. It's so good. So then they're together forever. Yeah. And then he says he's going to ask her to marry him and she ought to brace herself because he knows <laughs> she doesn't like surprises. But yeah, in, in roughly three months, that's in the plan. In three months, mm-hmm. he's going to propose to her. Uh-huh. She needs to start getting ready. And then with the epilogue is it's three months later. She has a giant rock on her finger. She's going down to this trendy neighborhood in San Francisco because he's uh, working on his line and mm-hmm. it's like coming out. And it's I think it's a kid's line that like has really careful seeming mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's meant for Stella as a kid. Maybe I can't remember exactly, but it's like the sweetest. Yeah. And uh, they continue to be the sweetest. And I'm in love with them both. I wish they were real. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. I love this book. Yeah, it was so good. It's definitely in my top contemporary. Definitely top three. Easy. Top two. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, yeah. so good. Aaron, do you have a lady love? Yes, I do. I have two kind of. All right. So the first one is David is big ups into motorcycles. So he follows a lot of motorcycle Instagrams, one of which being Tim Burke photo. That's his name, Tim Burke photo because mm-hmm. he's a photographer. The other one being Hannah. Oh, I think her last name is Johansson. I think it's Hannah Johansson. It's definitely Hannah. But anyway, so both of these people, he follows a lot of Instagram people like this that have like ditched their whole life, quit their jobs, and now they just go around on a motorcycle everywhere in the world. They just go from like Alaska to Argentina or go all around Europe or all around Asia, just on their motorcycles with like camping gear on the back. And they just take pictures and probably have Instagram sponsorships and that's how they live their life. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so this is like his dream, um, probably, t- is to leave me all alone and just. Yeah, go it seems off like a rather motorcycle. solitary life. Yeah, it is. It is. So two of these people, Tim, Tim Burke, photo, and Hannah, I think Johansson. I feel like I'm getting this wrong, but anyway, they've decided they're going to meet up in <gasps> uh, like Scandinavia, and they're going to go together for a little while and go. This all is a around. romance novel waiting to happen. I know, I know. And so <laughs> they're going together all around. Uh, I think Finland or Norway. They're in Norway right now on their motorcycles and they both have triumphs and i think triumph is maybe like sponsoring this in some way but they're trying to figure out which motorcycle is better and they have been posting instagram stories that are so clearly to me a romance novel evolving (laughs) and i have been shipping them so hard over the last like two weeks so they got together and then they like post little cute things about each other like she is trying to make an instagram video of like pouring the cream in her coffee and like uh like making a heart and stuff and he like reaches over and like puts a spoon in there and like screws it all up and is like ha ha and like they posted that video and like there's just dumb ones like her her motorcycle she named it Clyde and she put up a poll for like to name his motorcycle and he's like this is bullshit I'm never naming an inanimate object like this is <laughs> Hannah's making this a thing and it's not a thing how very errant of him and it's yeah <laughs> um but like they've been like at the beginning of the thing they were like hey we're at this place we got rooms here blah 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 but now they're like camping in another place and I only saw one tent and I feel like they're falling <gasps> in love maybe I hope Ooh. and so I just I want everybody to follow them and experience the love story <laughs> they I can't are, wait I know right <laughs> but a lot of it is through like the Instagram videos you make that disappear, you know. Wow! So yeah, you stories. gotta follow them and look at the stories because it's the stories that are the good stuff. And then I have another one that I—it's yeah. not really a lady love. It's just something I experienced last night that I just want to share with everybody because it just grossed me out so much. I was at the grocery store. I need to get dog food. And then as I left, David was like, "Ice creams," and I was like, mm-hmm. "What kind of ice creams?" And he's like, "Chocolate." brownie thunder delight and i'm like okay it's very specific so i found it it's made by it's like chocolate brownie thunder is the name of that he really knew what he wanted um so i'm like going looking for my chocolate brownie thunder for david and there is two girls that are like couldn't have been more than 12 over by like the halo diet sort of ice creams you know what i'm talking about uh-huh. the 200 cali uh, like 200 cali ones which are great it's good if you don't want to eat junk food ice cream. It's a good choice. And then a mom who's like standing next to them texting and they're like looking at everything and they're like, no, we can't do this one. This one has five carbs and they're like obsessing over this. So like oh, this no. one has this much grams of sugar. This one uses stevia. This one. 
And they ultimately concluded that they couldn't have any of them because it, all of them were too much carbs. And it was just, and it was so in depth, the discussion of the numbers in the ice creams. And when I say that they, like these girls could not have even been teenagers and the mom was just like, not even kind of paying attention to the situation. And it's just like, it just made me so grossed out. So I just, that is super triggering. Yeah, like we had. <laughs> <For> me. <laughs> I know, me too. And I, we had the whole conversation at the top of the show about junk food and hiding it and blah blah blah. And it's just kind of yeah. fun, but like, just be careful what you're teaching your daughters, guys. I just feel like I don't know. I just got so squeaked out by that. I'm like, get yeah. off your fucking phone and tell these girls that they're being crazy and go get a double chocolate brownie sundae. I just was so upset watching it. Yeah, and of course, they're like, they're both of them were like skinny minis. Both of them look like skeletons with wigs on, which is just the phrase that I used to say a very skinny person. I didn't mean, I'm not insulting the children. No, 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 <laughs> totally. That's just the phrase I always use. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, so I joke about, I joke about my, my hiding stuff and everything, but I, I should, I shouldn't assume that like everybody knows that I've, I've spent a lot of time in therapy talking about my yeah. casually disordered eating and like, you know, yeah. I'm I, I process it all the time and I try to keep a a handle on it because, you know, it's it's something that can really take over your life in the blink of an eye. And it and is generational. Like just it is absolutely generational. Yes. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, it was awful. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, I guess it's one lady love and one just like thing that I wanted to say it on the podcast. Fair. I like it. My lady love is, um, (laughs) I can't think of a a straightforward way because you always say I come at it weird. weird. Is it weird? I don't know, man. I have two different taglines in my mind. I'm just going to say it out loud. One is cry on the treadmill if you need to. (laughs) Um, the other one is embrace your emotions, even if you're in public. Like mm-hmm. I had a, a rough morning and uh, something happened at the gym and it wasn't even a big deal, but it just set me off and it made me think about a lot of other things that like I'm dealing with at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to leave this workout class and then I was battling with like, do I? Because there's no truly private place at the gym to go. Even no. if you go to the locker room, there's everybody. Yeah. Like, so I just needed to like calm down. And I was like, I can't go out to my car because they really frown on leaving your child in the playroom. <laughs> when you're on the Why would they frown on such a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like somebody's left their kid there. <laughs> Maybe. So, um, yeah, I was like, I can't even go to my car. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I would like to take this walk because I also know that that walking is cathartic in a lot of ways, too. So I just got on the treadmill and I was, I was just tears streaming down my face. And I was just dealing. I was calming myself down as I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty good at, like, you know, crying in, in with a with a neutral face sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, and I was definitely in that place. But then I was standing there being like, I don't care if I look like the crazy person who's crying on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So, god damn it. 
I'm not being self-indulgent. It's not like I'm I'm like wailing in the middle of the walkway. I just need this catharsis. So I took it mm-hmm. and then I did calm down and it was fine. And I had a really good, I had a really long walk and I did a little bit of weights and I felt really good about myself. And then I took Ember home. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I saw, I think it was a post secret or maybe it was a meme recently that said, uh, I love the gym because no one can tell if I'm sweating or crying. <laughs> <laughs> so in some ways I think it might be the perfect place to have a public yeah. sob because you get you get face sweats and yeah. people don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. You could just be like lifting a real heavy weight. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's my story. Hey. Hey Mel. Aaron. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> We've been oh. here for an hour and a half. Hi. Yeah. You can, where can they find us, Erin? Oh, okay. Whew. All right. <laughs> Get ready. Get Buckle ready. <laughs> Heavingbosomspodcast.com. That's the website. Ooh. You can listen to the, you can listen to the podcast there. Also, for some reason, we've had some trouble posting on, on I think it's Stitcher. Google. And, no, or it's Stitcher. Stitcher. I don't know what, but you can always go to our Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N website. Yeah. It's Libsyn.com backslash it's, or regular slash Heaving Bosoms podcast. Hmm. Right? Is it? I not? thought it was heavingbosoms.libsyn.com. Oh, it might be. Listen, if you Google Libsyn heaving bosoms, this is what's yes. going to come up. Yeah. Um, you can always listen directly there. That's what we use to put out our RSS feed. Yeah, that's our actual RSS feed. So if you're getting a hankering for the heaving bosoms <laughs> and it yeah. hasn't posted on Stitcher or whatever, because it's Stitcher's problem. We posted it. We don't know what's going on. You can yeah. always go to that direct feed. Okay. Or uh, kind of heavingbosomspodcast.com, but I'm always like two or three weeks late. So sorry. Right. So there's that. There's the Facebook, which is Facebook slash Heaving Bosoms Podcast. There is the fan club sort of thing, which is a closed group where you can talk about anything. That's the Heaving Bosoms Bosoms Podcast Geriatric Friendship Cult. There is Twitter, which is Heaving underscore Bosoms. There is Instagram, which is just Heaving Bosoms. Uh And is that all of them? That is all of them. Ah, yeah. Gmail, heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com. Send us emails. Yeah. Can I just say, bitches, I have gotten zero oh emails about whether or not you yeah, orgasm no in a relaxed way. No one wants to email a stranger about whether I, or not they farted on somebody's face one how time. How dare you, Aaron? I am no stranger. Yeah, I'm also, sorry. Mel- not everybody's a melody. <laughs> TM. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm just saying, I'm missing them. <laughs> so if you have them, just hit send is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. If it's in your drafts folder, uh-huh. get on it. All right. Don't. All right, everybody. Put, put subject attention melody because I don't sure. want to know, guys. Yeah, <laughs> poor melody would be fine. I won't tell anybody. Okay. okay. So keep being a badass. Keep being a badass. <laughs> being a badass. <laughs> and love yourself as much as you love face nipples. Face nipples. <laughs> oh, my misguided one. toddler. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. 
Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>